So Hillary is back, and she's ever than ever. What fingers? Did you did you screw up? Did you mean better than ever? No, no, I didn't. She's she's ever than ever because she's she's Hillary. But she had a moment in public, and by in public for her, I mean old lady on a Zoom call that maybe, just maybe, offered her a little closure. Good morning. It's the Snark Factor. I'm your peppy host, Fingers Malloy. Thanks for tuning in on Wham Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM. Sarah Smith is womaning the news desk as always. Good morning, Sarah. A good morning, Fingers. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I miss Hillary. I miss <laughs> talking be- about her. You miss talking? <laughs> I was say, I'm like, do you though? I miss talking about her. Uh, in, in a way, if I'm being totally honest with myself, I don't really miss uh, the the look in her eye, the mm. the, the tone of her voice, uh, the cackle. sound of her voice. I don't the cackle. Oh, the cackle! Listen, I'll tell you what though. She sounds like a college co-head co-ed giggling compared to Kamala Harris. That is very true. I never very thought true. anyone. I, know, I mean, speaking of speaking of unlikable people, right? Put the two of them in a room together. Ooh, I wouldn't know who to pick for most unlikable. That's a dueling banjos of unlikable, right there. It sure is. Anything Oof. you can do, I can do worse. <laughs> anything um, i do your voice you know, sounds I, like a curse <laughs> the more i think i i'm gonna have to say that kamala is probably worse yeah and i think that hillary should be grateful to her for that she really should because because i did i i visioned it i envisioned the two of them side by side listening to them speaking and i really i genuinely i was like oh wow she kind of makes hillary look likable hillary set the bar really low it's and true. then Kamala went under the top. See what I did there? Not over the top. Under the top. She lowered the bar. Mm-hmm. Of what she did was she got down on her hands and knees and oh. crawled oh. under the bar. That's what she did. Did you make a Kamala got down on her hands and knees joke? Is that what you just did? Is it too early in the morning for that? It might be. Kamala? Kamala? <laughs> Kamala? Kamala? Nobody knows. Nobody. So let's get back to uh, Hill Dog for a second. Hill Dog. So Hillary, uh, she was asked to participate in something called a master class. Yes. Do, do you know about this master class? What this is? What the master master class is basically like? It's you know online video classes that you pay crazy amounts for to have uh, professionals teach you what they are experts at. For example, you can get a master class uh, by with Gordon Ramsay. Oh. And learn how to cook. Um, but I would imagine the master class for, from Hillary Clinton is um, how to lose elections. <laughs> oh. And never, ever get over it. Too soon. Too soon. Probably, not, And you're right. It probably is too soon. But I got to get him in because if I don't do it now, she's just going to run again in 2024. <laughs> and then I'm going to then all my my jokes will be gone. Oh, I'm going to have I, to wait another four years. You're going to love this. I did hear a juicy Internet. It, I, 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 it was a theory. It's not a rumor. Sure. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen the polls recently. But I there's sure only have. one person who's polling worse than than Joe Biden 
And that's our friend Kamala Harris. <laughs> and it's a vice president. So someone threw out there what he should do is uh, have Kamala have an unfortunate accident. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. offer. Mm-hmm. You know, no, he's, not a, not. he's not a Clinton. Uh, but, you know, just maybe uh, nudge her out the door. They could offer her some sort of ambassador position. They could. Uh, oh, there are plenty of things that. that they could do. They could offer her something that they would be able to give the illusion that it's a step up from vice president. Like I don't think you can do that. I think you have <laughs> to walk away. Shuffle her someplace else. I think you have to walk away. Um, I don't think. I don't think you can say, "Listen, uh, Vice President Harris is doing a wonderful job, but she is so uh, efficient." And such a diplomat that we want to take her out of the vice presidency. We want to have her walk away from being vice president Harris to become the ambassador to Caspiar. I don't, I don't think. I mean, it can be someplace a little more high profile. She's been, you know, going to France. She got to go to Europe for the first time. She speaks with a French accent. Speaks with a French accent. She's about as likable as a French person. <laughs> Baguette. Wee oh. <laughs> oh, wee, oui, oui, yeah. monsieur. Um, but you know, the old, yeah, you're right. Come on, she is almost Joe's. Uh, she she makes everybody look likable. She makes Hillary look likable. She makes Joe look likable. Yeah, I it's guess like, that's why they keep her around. For for uh, to give an example outside of politics, uh, that would kind of be applicable. It would be for me as someone who needs to lose fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. If I hired someone 300 pounds overweight to stand next to me, all of a sudden I don't go. look so overweight. There you go. Lose weight. Lose it like that. Yeah. Um, wait, but tell me the rest of the, uh, the thing. So, 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 so let's just, let's, you know, we don't, we don't want to get accused of wishing any ill. Oh, no, 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 Obviously no, 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 no. Obviously not. I, so like totally fine. Just. She just kind of needs to go off into the wants ether. to spend more time with her family. Sure, of course. Great. Oh, no, I All said she things. wasn't a Clinton. I, I said Joe Biden wasn't a Clinton. He's not going right, to offer exactly. So then, who gets put in the vice I'm presidency? Hillary Clinton. Oh, and then what happens? <laughs> and then Joe Biden steps down, and then what? Hillary is president of the United what? States. So then we get another Hillary Trump <laughs> election in twenty twenty four. You guys, it is not the election we won, but it's the election we deserve. <laughs> so that was that was uh, one of the theories I saw floated on social media, which is an excellent place to go for really any kind of information <laughs> or hilarious. just in general uh, good feelings. So anyway, let's get back to Hillary. Okay, Hillary. So, so Hillary apparently was teaching one of these master classes and I'm she's doing she was doing the, the video that we're about to talk about. It was on her t- Today Show interview. Oh, this was not a master but the, class. The master class is I, I could be wrong, but go go ahead. I could be wrong. Okay. Either way, she was she was on video. She did something on video. So it's very can important. I wildly speculate on what uh the master class would be? Would po- possibly uh running a successful charitable foundation? Ooh, that would be a good one. That would be a good one for How me. to destroy Haiti. Ooh. There are several ways, several uh, paths you could go to think of a successful Hillary Clinton online class. Yes. Maybe how to start a podcast. People are uh, looking for yes. that. For ma- yes, it was for Masterclass. I stand, cor- I sit corrected. It was for Masterclass. It was for Masterclass. So, uh, so tell us what this video was, uh, for the Masterclass. 
So, so apparently she she <laughs> she's playing. So she, she has um, obviously when you're doing an election, it's election night. Uh, you don't know what the outcome's going to be. Hillary, if we all remember, let's rewind back to a simpler time, election night, 2016, and you know you we were uh, she was at what 92 93 percent to win Mm -hmm. leading up to it so she wrote her acceptance her victory speech what she if we're being honest she wrote it back in august (laughs) we're really being honest (laughs) we wrote it when she was 12 years old i mean this (laughs) one track mind the whole story um so she wrote the speech i don't know whether or not she wrote a concession speech um, I think that would be what well, is interesting, whether or not she wrote a concession speech. So I'm not surprised. A lot of people are making fun of her for writing a victory speech. I'm not at all surprised that she had a victory speech written. What I am surprised about is that she is choosing to read it out loud for people and parade herself around. It's as if she has stripped off her own clothes, grabbed a bell and a bucket of tar and just is going to walk herself right down the Times town square yelling shame and doing it voluntarily so what we have here going around the internet this week if you've seen it haha you're about to listen to us talk about it if you haven't seen it please uh go feel free if you can stand to listen to her talk uh feel free to go look it up on ask jeeves yes which is the official search engine of the snark factor (laughs) um she reads poor she read a portion of Masterclass released like a preview of her class and a portion of her sp- of her reading her speech, um, and it is so much fun <laughs> to listen to her talk about how she's the first president of the United, first woman, female president of the United States. She gets choked up telling a story about how she wants to find her mother as a little girl and tell her that she's going to have three kids someday. And one of those kids is going to be the first female president of the United States of America. All the, I mean, it is, it's, it's a tasty dessert. So save it for after dinner. <laughs> if you can hold it down. It is quite enjoyable. It's pretty, pretty funny, guys. A couple of things. Yes. Who is signing up for this class? I mean, who wants to hear this woman's voice again? Sycophants. Are there still Hillary fanatics out there? Totally. Really? She was she was the one that was robbed by the evil new Hitler of her historic presidency. She's going to be um she's going to be treated like a Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh and then after she dies, they'll throw her under the bus just like they did with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> how it works yeah yeah but uh, that's what she got what what is the old there's a whole thing about how um she sold her soul to the democrat party apparatus apparatchik however you want to whatever um it in exchange for sticking with bill because if throughout all that stuff that happened if she had left him that would have been the end of the party. But he had to have the woman standing by his side. And they have been not doing nothing but making promises to her to make up for that favor she did for them. And so they are going to treat her like royalty. Because they still have yet to deliver on their promise. Which is giving her the presidency. Well, she was owed. She was owed. That it presidency. Was her turn for it that was, It was presidency. her turn. 
And for the life of me, no one has explained to me why she was owed anything. I have no she, idea. She was the first lady of the United States. Mm-hmm. She butted her nose into health care when she was the first lady and screwed that up. Screwed it up. Uh, then we just decided, uh, we being uh, not we, but the Democratic Party just decided <laughs> that she deserved to uh, be a senator mm-hmm. in New York. Yeah. Because, you know, she's New Yorker. Moved to New York to be a senator, take her to fill a Senate seat. The Democrat, they gave her a Senate seat. Had no foreign policy experience at all, become Secretary of State, just handed mm-hmm. her that job. Because the presidency was stolen from her that election, too. I mean, really, it, it it's simply an amazing political career. Mm-hmm. Developed from, from nothing. Mm-hmm. No experience. Other than ma- getting a job through a man. Mm-hmm. And here we are, seeing her bare her soul, giving this speech. By the way, reading it from a notebook. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's a, it's big enough to, to be a storybook. It's huge. <laughs> it is. Which screams high tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, look, go check out the speech for yourself if you want some lulls. Uh, and I, I think that you will thoroughly enjoy it. And for, for me, really, I, I, I'm happy for her because it offers some closure, like I said. And she's getting, uh, you, you know, treated uh, the way that you would expect her to be treated in the media. And speaking of the media... Of all people, uh, Oliver Darcy, <laughs> and I don't know what happened to Oliver. I think he worked for the. He worked for the. I had lunch with him once. He worked for the Blaze. He sure did. At one point, that's he Glenn did. Beck's outfit, gang. Mm-hmm. I know you know that, but for those who don't, that's Glenn Beck's outfit. Now he uh, works over at CNN, and uh, good lord, the the things that he tweets, the things that he says. Uh, makes me want to set my uh, hair ablaze. Uh, so it was reported that there are there have been some uh, talks between the White House. White House staffers are getting together with newsrooms to try to craft a better message uh, on the economy for uh, the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. They're 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 meeting. Yep. In, and in Oliver private. Darcy talks about it like it's a totally normal thing that none of us should even be worried about. Amazing. Simply amazing. He included he, it as a it? he included it as a, as a scoop in the reliable sources newsletter. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Dozens of people signed up for that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't you think CNN at this point and We'll, we'll, we'll use reliable sources. Sure. With with good old uh, Brian Stel- Steltler. Stelter. Stelter. We call him. I've been calling him Potato for yeah. so long. Spud I Stelter. How to say his name. Spud Stelter. Because he reminds everyone of a potato. Uh, so they got this reliable sources newsletter. Do you think anyone outside of the media subscribes to this thing? No. They'd have to be crazy too. So the White House, according to the newsletter, not happy 
what the news media's coverage of the supply chain and economy has been working behind the scenes, trying to reshape coverage in its favor. Save, favor or mm-hmm. favor. Favor. I, I, what, 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 what absolutely kills me about this story is, is they don't even hide it anymore. No. Because they don't need to. No. Can you imagine? Switch, switch the names around. Um, I mean, we saw stories about it all the time. Trump was meeting with so and so at Fox. Like, obviously they're working together. Oh, state run media. And now they're just like, yeah, no, the White House is telling us what to say. It's cool. Totally. I mean, wouldn't you want to, you know, people to say nice things about you too? And there was a piece not too long after this news broke. It was from CNN. I don't have it in front of me. And I'm paraphrasing, but something effective. Uh, inflation's okay because it hurts the rich more than the middle class. Right. And is anybody, anyone who pays attention to the economy, if anyone has ever had a job in the and in, in, in is in the middle class, or if you're, you know, if you're poor, believe that inflation's going to hurt the rich more than the middle class and the working poor in this country how could you possibly make that argument with a straight uh, they make the argument because i have it here in front of me oh, why inf- why inflation can actually be good for everyday americans and bad for rich people so for example if you are an everyday working class american with a 30-year mortgage um, that's a good thing for you because wages are going up. Uh-huh. Gives them more money to pay down the debt. Yeah. Plus, in the case of mortgage, your monthly payment will be the same, but your house will increase in value. Uh-huh. But here's mm. here's here's what's here's what's wrong with that argument. Wow. Uh, first of all, what else goes up? Exactly. Besides and are you acting like what rich people don't have mortgages either? You think they just pay outright for these houses? They're paying mortgages too. They're ridiculously high mortgages, but they're pay- that's what they they still do that right. And I'm let, let's face it, rich people they're they're making more money too. Yeah, exactly. their wages are going up. Right. Oh my god, how inflation favors debtors. Uh, I mean, look there there are some benefits to ob- obviously the wages going up. Nobody's going to argue against that, but unfortunately, what happens is. With these higher wages, and especially the the free money that's being sent to everyone, mm-hmm. people have more money to spend. There aren't more goods. You're having these supply chain issues, where products, goods, they're going up, 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 up in price. Right. The rich can absorb that. Absolutely. The working poor certainly cannot. They cannot. Middle class is struggling to deal with higher food costs, higher energy costs. Energy costs are going through the roof. God help you. If you need a used car. Right. And here's the dirty little secret, too. Eventually, if this inflation continues going down the track that it is, interest rates are going to have to go up. For sure. And that definitely affects the working class. Yeah. And so these cheap mortgages aren't going to be so cheap a year from now, two years from now, if this continues. But the fact that you know CNN is you know run, running and writing these pieces like that, as news breaks, that the White House is coordinating with newsrooms across the country to shape economic coverage is 
everything that's wrong with the mainstream media today and why their polling is worse than uh, crackheads huh. in yeah, popularity. People prefer crack- See, these people make crackheads look likable. Right? That's my new compliment about people. This per- Or a new insult about a person. This person makes a crackhead look likable. I'm going to take that to the streets. Spread it like wildfire, people. Well, I mean, it's it's just the elites don't get it. And it, it, speaking of elites who don't get it, listen, we, we not only cover the hard news here on the Snark Factor uh, that's happening in the States, our reach is global when it comes to commenting on the news. Absolutely. Finland's prime minister. Oh. Had to apologize after being seen in a nightclub following COVID exposure. Oh. Yes. So, Finnish Prime Minister Sana Marin. Okay. I'm guessing that's how she says her name. I apologize, uh, Prime Minister. I know you're a big fan of the show. Uh-huh. Uh, offered a public apology on Monday after being criticized for spending a night out in Helsinki following exposure to COVID-19. Oh, okay. Uh, she's vaccinated. Said okay. she was told Saturday that foreign affairs uh, minister, not going to even attempt the name, uh, tested positive after they were in close contact. Then she went out clubbing. Well, well, well. Because that's what our betters do, whether it's in the United States or in Finland. They They're above cake. all these lockdowns. Of course. They're above the restrictions. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. She is a single person super spreader. Yes. I would be more outraged about the story if she weren't so easy on the eye. Was it the Omicron variant? Uh, that I am not sure if they... I just wanted to say Omicron. Oh, is that what this is? Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I wanted out of this whole show is just to say Omicron once. And now I've said it three times. And so I'm like, whew. Marin faced mm. criticism for her evening out after a Finnish gossip magazine published a photo of her in a crowded nightclub. I should have used better consideration on Saturday night. I'm really <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I bet the Finnish tabloids are ruthless. <laughs> I did wrong, she said. I should have considered the situation more carefully. Hell, I'm pretty sure if she were in Australia, they would have thrown her in jail for six months. Exactly. That whole thing just reeks of, I wish I hadn't been caught. I'll tell you something you need to catch. Uh, I wrote a book. What? Right? I wrote a book with our good friend, Tony Katz. We co-host the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio program, which you can hear on 70 stations around the country. And, of course, you can find the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio program on your favorite podcast platform. We wrote a book called Let's Go Bourbon. It's everything you want to know about bourbon in 117 pages. We cover history. Uh, We've got some great quotes from famous people about bourbon. Uh, We've got some recipes that I know you'd be dying. You're dying to try right now. Who doesn't need a bourbon cocktail 
after they listen to the news, <laughs> especially about Finnish prime ministers out mm-hmm. clubbing. At dawn on Sunday morning. Yes. So check out Let's Go Bourbon Cheers. on Amazon.com, and you can find it on the show's website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. We'll be back with more of the Snark Factor on Wham Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM, right after this. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there has been really bad economic news, which isn't good, but there may be a solution. There may be a cure to all of this. Unfortunately, it's from outer space, and it's called the Sweet Meteor of Death. Welcome back. It's the Snark Factor. I'm Fingers Malloy. Follow me on Twitter at Fingers Malloy. Hey, check out the radio page over on Facebook, facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio. I'm actually posting there a little bit now. Mostly promoting the new book, Let's Go Bourbon, which you can find on Amazon.com that I wrote with Tony Katz. So check that out there. Uh, Sarah Smith is womaning the news desk. You can find her at Mama Swati on Twitter. Spell that for the kids. M-A-M-A-S-W-A-T-I. Hey, gang. So, listen, I know uh, we're always looking for good news. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're divided as a nation. Uh, but one thing that may unite us, impending doom. <laughs> Sarah, you have the story. Apparently, there's an asteroid heading mm. our way that's almost as old as Bruce Willis. Almost. So Almost. Uh, a large asteroid the size of the Washington Monument wow. is heading for Earth in late December. That's good news. It, that is... <laughs> If it impacts, it would cause devastation far greater than an atomic bomb. Ooh, uh, known as 2018 AH, this asteroid is estimated to be about 190 meters wide. Wait a minute, this is 20. Well, it's, it's, the asteroid is called 2018 AH. Okay, this is not 2018 AL. This is the AH. AH, correct. Correct. Okay. I, I was don't want anyone to get confused. All right, good. All right, go ahead. H. Um, the asteroid is estimated to be about 190 meters wide, mm-hmm. and it is scheduled to pass Earth on December 27th. I don't so, remember scheduling this. <laughs> I was going to say, right after Christmas. I've been looking at my planner, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I have not, I, I did not uh, order this, but <laughs> here, here's the deal. This is what cracks me up about uh websites like the jerusalem post yes well well, hold on can i read the next sentence before we get to okay the asteroid is unlikely to hit the planet that's where i was going there we go okay however expected it to pass by a distance of more than 4.5 million kilometers so why are you talking about this fingers exactly so why are we talking about it we're talking about it because, A, it's just fun to, uh, whenever you can bring up a sweet meteor of death story. Correct. To take your mind off the troubles. Yes. That's fun to do. But also, I'm tired of these stories. Yeah. <laughs> Put up or shut up, Jerusalem Post. Well, this, this, uh, this asteroid has passed by us before. Oh. In 2018, it came past, yeah, and it was closer. So it's teasing us. Yeah, they're just like, hey, this thing keeps going to keep flying by. Eventually, it's going to smack dab right into us. But, you know, I don't. 
So I don't this know when rock is a giant tease, mm-hmm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's but, a rock tease. But here's the, here's the deal. These stories need to stop. They really do. Because it it's feels like every six porn. months we hear about sweet meteor death. Yes. And it's going to crash I like, I like to use the sweet meteor of death as a, this is so bad I'm ready for sweet meteor of death mm-hmm. joke. I don't need articles about, well, an asteroid. There's asteroids out there all the time. Yes. All the time. Space. Listen, it's space. It's I'm the learn- final frontier. Yes. I learned this over at the Fingers Malloy Institute for Institutes. We yes. have a whole science wing mm-hmm. over there. Highly accredited, institu- accredited institute. Yes. There are lots of asteroids in space. Multiple. That's your master class in astronomy right there. Master Free of class. charge from the snark and factor. And you're welcome. But it's a tease. You know what else is a tease? I got to get into this. We don't normally do sports here. Okay. Over on the snark factor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But our high-flying Detroit Lions mm-hmm. finally broke through and won a football game on Sunday against the evil Minnesota Vikings. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to take all the credit for the I victory, mean, but I'll take most of it. I was going to say, I'm like, you can take a fair share of it. I, you, your devotion means something. What's entertaining about this victory, uh, I, I didn't watch most of the game. I was in Indianapolis, uh, not for the Michigan uh, Iowa game. By the way, congratulations, Michigan Wolverines. Big Ten champs mm-hmm. going to the tourney. They're in the top four. Well, 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 that's a conversation for a whole other day. But the Detroit Lions, uh, the, they had the Colts game on, and the Colts game ended, and they switched over to the Lions game for the last two minutes, just when the Lions lost the lead. And I'm oh. surrounded by Colts fans in this cigar bar. And they saw the touchdown, and everybody started laughing and said, same old Lions. And, you know, who am I to interrupt their laughter? (laughs) Who are you to spoil somebody's good time? Right. And then they got the ball, and then they started driving down the field, the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. No timeouts. Minute 40 left, down uh, four. Mm -hmm. And I said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm in the bar. I said, you don't understand. I'm a Lions fan. I've seen how this movie ends. This is what I like to call the Lions Tease. I cleaned this up for radio. It's the Lions Tease, where they'll drive all the way down the field, and then uh, with 10 seconds left, somebody will fumble the ball. There'll be an interception. There may even be a reception in the end zone for a touchdown, but then it will be called back on a penalty. Maybe on a penalty you've never seen before. Like offensive offsides. You never see that. Could be a number of things. But I'll be damned if they didn't march down the field and then score the winning touchdown. And then it was chaos, Sarah. I believe it. Mayhem. Chaos. Mayhem. Mm-hmm. It was as if the asteroid was hurtling towards Detroit. People were in absolute uh, chaos. It was it was. Uh, Dogs and cats. Raining cats and dogs. Mass hysteria. 
But here was the most embarrassing part, and I know you didn't see this. Uh, the Detroit Lions showed a footage of the locker room after the, the victory. Oh. And the players were going nuts. Celebrating. Uh, listen, it's a young ball club. And uh, that was their first win. And I'm sure, l- listen, they had three other games where uh, they lost on the last play of the game this year, which is just crazy. So they finally won one on the last play of the game. So I understood why the players were going crazy and celebrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner, Sheila Ford Hemp. The Fords have owned the family. Or they've owned the family. Uh, they've owned the team since the early '60s, and oh. uh, they've won play one one playoff game since then. It's been a dis- disgrace. Uh, it's a disgraceful record. Record. Uh, it's something that uh, really uh, they should be ashamed of. The owner was in the locker room, and the coach Dan Campbell picked her up into his arms. And gave her a big bear hug. And she got back down on her feet and she put her hands on her head. And she says, oh my gosh, this was so exciting. And it was one of the most embarrassing scenes I have ever seen oh God. in a Lions locker room. And there have been plenty. They, sure. they post them all the time. Oh, but awkward. But she, you don't see Robert Kraft jumping into... Bill Belichick's arms after a victory. No. You're one ten and one now. Ex- exactly. S- slow your roll a little bit. Right. I don't. I, I didn't mind the celebration with the fans. That that or with the they, they had a big celebration. The fans were going crazy. Of course, of course, of course. They celebrated but like the ownership the and leadership of the team, like reeling in a little bit. You got You got to keep a cooler head. Yeah. Some some decorum, please. It was embarrassing. Uh, but hopefully well, they and, turned the corner. And it sort of just like exemplifies is that the right word like the bad record in the first place yeah it's it It's shows, like it is yeah we are such losers that one win we are just gonna celebrate out the wahoo yeah in week 13 you got your week- first win <laughs> and you're gonna celebrate like you just won the super bowl right i i don't know uh i hope things turn around Yes, uh, I, I listen. Dan Campbell, from everything I've seen, uh, is a very likable guy. Um, I want him to succeed. He's a former Detroit Lion player, so he gets the town. He he understands what long suffering fans have been through. Mm-hmm. But man, the bar feels awfully low when you celebrate and the owner jumps into the arms of the the head coach. Right. If you haven't seen it, go to DetroitLions.com. It's there, and they're taking on the evil Denver Broncos this weekend. So we hope to see them get two in a row and maybe have a little bit less of a celebration. A little bit. If, if, they, bit if they win this game. A L- little bit. We were, we were a house divided this past week, last weekend. Oh? We were Ravens-Steelers game. Mm. It's okay. I lost. It's fine. You know who else lost? Who else lost? Uh, a traveler. Oh, I already know the story. I, I'm so. I'm gonna. It's too early in the morning to be angry like this. So, listen. Uh, in theory, you can understand why civil asset forfeiture came to be, 
and the way that the the I I'm old enough to remember how it was sold to the American public that listen <laughs> we're just going after drug dealers and their money and you know once we once we bust these drug dealers you know they're partying on their yachts we're going to confiscate their yacht and then we're going to sell it and then after we sell it we're going to use that money uh for things that we think we should use the money for and it won't be in evil drug dealers' hands anymore. Correct. And won't that be wonderful? Because It'll drug right dealers back shouldn't to the have community. money. Yes. It'll help the community. We're getting drugs off the street. We're harming drug dealers. We're taking their money. Mm-hmm. And the people applauded. Mm-hmm. Yay! Well, now it's turned into not just going after drug dealers. Now it's turning into just in many communities, it feels like a massive shakedown. Mm-hmm. where a police officer can just ask you a few questions. If they find out that you have a large sum of cash on you, well, we feel like that you may be committing a crime or you got that uh, large sum of cash while committing a crime, we're going to confiscate it. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing you can do about it right now. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a receipt. We'll see you in court. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You have the story, Sarah? I do. It all started with a tweet from the Dallas Police Department. Um, we, the story is in multiple places. I happen to be looking at it from our friends at reason.com. Mm-hmm. Great group of people over there. Yes. So the Dallas Police Department sent out a tweet. It's a picture of a dog, a police dog, um, sitting on a table with several stacks of bills, $100 bills, $50 bills, a couple twenties. And it says, we need to get him some treats. Canine officer Ballantine does it again. On 12-221, the Lovefield Interdiction Squad, sorry, the Prince Royal Small, Interdiction Squad seized over $100,000 with the help of Ballantine. Good job, Ballantine. Very cute story, right? So even if you just see that tweet, you're like, oh, a drug, some sort of drug lord, drug pin was trying to walk money through the airport and good old Ballantine. But no, that's not what happened. It's not what happened at all. This dog sniffed out money from a traveler's suitcase. It was searched. The money was civil asset forfeitured. This woman has not been arrested. She did nothing wrong. She has not been accused of a crime. She's not suspected of a crime. There is absolutely, there was, there's not, Except now her money's gone. They took $109,000 from her. $106,000 from her. From a 25-year-old female resident of Chicago, Illinois. Contained blankets and two large bubble envelopes containing the currency. The original was not, the individual was, was not arrested. And uh, listen, I've heard the argument made, well, no one should be carrying that kind of cash around. <laughs> Uh, and it doesn't have to be a hundred thousand dollars in cash. It can right. be ten thousand dollars in cash. It can be fifteen thousand dollars in cash. And you say, well, why are you carrying fifteen thousand dollars in cash? Well, I can tell you. And I, our good friend Iowa Hawk blog uh, mm-hmm. tweeted this out, and I already knew this because I've had family members who uh, bought and sold used cars. Oh yeah. And much of that business is done in cash. You go to an auction, you're carrying ten, fifteen grand on you. Absolutely. You pay for... If not more. Yes. A lot of times, a lot more. Mm-hmm. And you hide the money. Mm-hmm. And if a police officer comes up to you and says, uh, you, do you have any cash on you? And you make the mistake of saying, well, yes, I, you know, 
got $25,000 on me. Mm-hmm. Well, they can just take it. So we think you're involved in some yep. sort of crime and we're going to seize that money. You're not accused of cr- any crime. You don't have, right. um, you know, there's no uh, evidence at all that you're committing a crime. They don't need it. They can just take it. Correct. Legally, there's no limit on the amount of cash a person is allowed to have on them or travel or anything on domestic flights. I'm sure there are rules for international flights, but this was not an international flight. This is a domestic flight. We just did an international flight coming back from Aruba, Aruba a few weeks ago. We came through, uh, what's it called? Customs. Customs. And the guy goes, did you buy anything over $800? And we said no. And he said, have a good flight. And that was the end. That was it. They didn't look at any. They didn't ask. It was, that was it. That was it. So, but, um, you know, they, uh, the rules say that, uh, authorities can seize any amount of money that they deem suspicious. It is not a crime to carry a bunch of cash on you. No, it is not. It should not be. And if you don't have any evidence of a crime being committed, then you should not be able to take someone's property. Correct. People should be outraged. Mm-hmm. over stories like this and it, it, they aren't they happen all the time i mean it couldn't have been more than a week ago that i saw a story like this it was some guy but it was his car like he had a bunch of money and it's like this happens all the time all the time where he um he had a suitcase or he had, he had a large sum of money in his car and he was pulled over and he told the officers that they could search his car because as far as he was concerned, he didn't have anything wrong on him. But they decided this large sum of money he had was wrong and they took it. Have fun getting it back. So get this. And I don't know if this, this is an old story. So mm-hmm. maybe this has been updated. But in Oklahoma, cops could seize money from prepaid debit cards mm. without filing criminal charges. If you had a prepaid mm-hmm. debit card... They had cops had credit card swipers. What do you call those? Sorry, the, the machines. Oh, the um, the, yeah, the little the swiper. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a technical term for it, yes. but. And so they could what check your debit card? Yes, and seize the money. The Oklahoma Department of Public Safety says it installed 16 prepaid card readers last month but is yet to seize cash with them this was back in 2016 so it's not even about at that point it's not even about the alleged implications of carrying cash around yeah, right which debit card you got a debit card i, debit I don't even card? know who would admit well by the way yeah well i do have a prepaid debit card that has ten thousand dollars on it well don't mind if i do mm-hmm. you're a road oh, pirate prepaid, at that you're a road pirate at that debit. point right exactly exactly which, if I was working in a cash business, I might maybe do that. Put it all on a debit card and travel with that and Absolutely. then pull it back. Like, why not? I don't know, gang. I mean, this is something mm. that you need to check if this is going on in your state. Well, and this is one of those things where, so the government created the black drug black market, right? And then in order to fix the problem that they created, they've created another problem. And it's just, I mean, if this isn't the standard operating procedure of government, of this is what this is what they do. They create problems, and then they create more problems to fix the problem that they created. And it just goes on forever and ever. Yeah, and a lot until of, sweet meteor of death. Well, a lot of times, what they hope for is they'll seize just enough property that someone who can't afford to fight to get it back will just say, "Forget it." 
Right. Like, if, what do I do? I can't afford. Okay. You right. seized my $4,000 car. Right. You know, I, I don't have I money for do an attorney. It. I don't have money. Right. Yeah. I certainly I, don't have time or re- time to do it, let alone the resources. Yeah. You seized the $2,500 in my car. By the time I hire a lawyer, yeah, I'm going to spend more to get the money back than if I actually, you, you know, it's, 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 it's an absolute mess. It's a racket is what it is. It is a racket and it needs ex- to be stopped. And also awful. it puts police. I I got to believe there are a lot of police officers that follow through on some of the stuff that don't want to do it. Totally. But it's totally department policy that they have to. Mm-hmm. But this stuff needs to stop. People need to be outraged. This is this is in Texas for crying out loud. Right. It's not at all where I would expect this kind of garbage to be happening. The Republic. The people's Re- the Republic of Texas. You mentioned you went on your honeymoon. So you've been married now for what six years? <laughs> we we are approaching. We are over a year and a half. In and April, it'll be two years, and we had four honeymoons canceled. Wow! My very very sweet father in law wanted to get us a cruise trip for our honeymoon, and I've never been on a cruise, but I was happy to accept the gift and give it a try. And you survived. Well, I didn't go on a cruise because oh. our cruises kept getting canceled. And then finally there was one that wasn't going to be canceled, but they needed vaccine requirements. Uh. But all the different islands had different vaccines they were accepting. <laughs> and even if you were vaccinated, you still had to get your ta- rapid test before you got back on the boat. If you decided to leave the boat to go on the island. And I'm just going, this sounds really stressful for a honeymoon. I don't, <laughs> it's a lot to go through. And so Aruba. All you need to do is have a negative test to go and a negative test to come home. Oh. And that was it. So I went to Aruba. I I thought I missed the part. I thought maybe you you were on a cruise ship to Aruba. No. We we took a plane. We flew straight from uh, Washington, D.C. to Aruba. First class. Well, I bring this up. A, congratulations that on your ninth attempt, you got to (laughs) have your honeymoon. We finally had our honeymoon. So what was it like outside of the United States? Um. Well, Aruba was oh. interesting because uh, they're technically like a Dutch country. Uh-huh. And it was as if it's I don't want to say it was as if coronavirus didn't exist there because like you'd go into a shop and the person would ask you to put a mask on mm-hmm. if you were going to shop. Um, you had to wear a mask in the grocery store, but people weren't like walking around wearing masks. Um, but also... 80 some odd percent, I think we were told, or 90 percent of the island is double vaccinated. Okay. And so they kind of, I wasn't going to push the person who was giving us this information. I obviously didn't want to like get into a whole thing with, but they were like, well, we're vaccinated. So we're really not, we're not really worried about it anymore. And I'm like, well, but you're a Ruben. You've got people coming in and out on cruise ships. You got people coming in and out from all over the place. You got people, you got Venice. I can see Venice. We were out on a boat at one point. I could see Venezuela. I'm like, are you people worried about all? I mean, that's, it's very cute that on your little island, everyone's gotten their boost, their shots. <laughs> like, good for you. But how about all the people you're letting on your island? Um, I, I don't, I, we didn't even worry about it. aside from going through the hassle of having to, Get your test within the window of it being accepted by the airlines. It wasn't even an issue. That's beautiful. It was great. 
People delivered me frozen beverages and cheeseburgers on the beach, and I didn't have to wear my mask. So, well, I'm worried uh, about. You know, we're looking at <clears throat> going to CPAC in February mm-hmm. in Orlando, Florida, which is nice, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, forget going to CPAC in DC ever again. It should always be Never in Florida. Again. Yes. Uh, because, it, listen, you get your choice of uh, l- going to uh, Washington, D.C. in the end of February or <laughs> Orlando, Florida. I think the choice is clear. Very clear. Uh, but, you know, these th- there's talk of uh, vaccine passports to get on the get on the plane. Uh, full disclosure, I'm vaccinated, but it's none of the damn airline's business whether I'm vaccinated or not. What's not good is we got to go. She's Sarah. I'm Fingers. We'll be back next week with an all-new Snark Factor. Wham Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM.